It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network with Jake Elliott and Evan Schemenauer. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's good, lacrosse fans? You found us. At least I hope you found us. We are now on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, as you just heard the intro right off the top, voiced by my man Tyson Geik of the Lacrosse Flash. This is episode 80 of Lacrosse Classified. My name is Jake Elliott. My partner's name is Evan Schemenauer. Happy Victoria Day, long weekend, lacrosse fans, uh, as we record here on the long weekend Monday, and felt like a bit of a different Monday today. I don't know why it did, but it did. Uh, Evan, you are back in Saskatoon. How's it going? How's your long weekend been been playing out? Well, I mean, I've, I've been working most of it. I, I got one more week of crazy work, and then I can relax a bit, but we did manage to get some yard work. I've... I've had this five-year renovation project. I bought a fixer-upper, and I'm like, I'm almost at the end, and then I realize, like, okay, I got six more things to do, so it never turns out. The now, old, here's one thing. The old fixer-upper. Yeah. Now, we talk about Victoria Day weekend. If we think about it, mm. this would have been game one of the NLL finals this past weekend. Mm-hmm. It would have been NCAA... Uh, elite eight. We would have been waiting for the final four next weekend. Like we're that's what we're really missing out on right now. And PLL season would be what two weeks away. I'm trying. I mean, uh, WLA season would be getting next week as well. I'm I'm trying not to think about all those things, Evan. Uh, but it's it's hard not to when you look at your social feeds and you. You see uh, highlights from the the NLL Cup from a, from a year ago and and what have you and you, like I still like I don't know why I haven't but I haven't taken out like my schedule for the amount of games I'd be calling here starting next week so I, every time I open my calendar I see that which is a little bit depressing but on on the flip side of things uh, this weekend pretty significant really as we saw our first sign of. A uh, slow return to normalcy as NASCAR was live, a golf event was live, the Bundesliga Soccer League uh, was playing games this weekend. So precautions in place, and, and it looks a little weird, sounds a little weird, but my goodness, was it ever good to actually see live sports on TV once again? I guess it was a little unusual. I didn't see the NASCAR or the Bundesliga, but I did see the golf tournament and watching it where the players are carrying their own bags. You know, that's, that's something that you and I would do, but you don't expect a professional golf player to be doing, uh, having range finders, the, the course official having the only one that's allowed to touch the flag. Uh, they even have what cooler bags or something like that with drinks in them that each of them can only touch their own bag or things mm-hmm. like that. It's something that I would say over time we're going to start to get used to, but for now it still seems weird. Duh, God, I could care less how weird it seems. I'm just ha- like I, I'm just thankful, Evan, that there's actually something sporting wise to watch. Who cares about all the 
how weird it feels. Like I'm, I'm just happy to see sports announcers back on and, and listen like it. It seems to me reading more and more and, and listening to radio shows and what have you that the NHL is full steam ahead with plan in place to to resume their season. And I don't know like how training facilities are opening up in the NBA as well. And and the NLL has been kept pretty quiet on, on what their plan is, but I have to believe they are going to follow in tow, if they can, of what the NBA and NHL are doing. And they may be a little bit behind these outdoor kind of individual sports that are that are popping back up here. And listen, I you know, there's there's talk about kids going back to school starting on June first and not here. No, well, here in BC, <laughs> and and I and I and I really worry of our as the whole thing. Like, are we jumping the shark here, and are we going to go backwards again? That's my biggest fear. I've been saying this for about a month. Maybe longer that if we if we come out of this self isolation and and physical distancing too soon, we're gonna go backwards and I and I just I don't know like what happens when the first positive test comes out in one of these leagues then what then then do we shut it down again like I so as excited as I am to see everything starting to make a path back to normalcy I'm also very apprehensive that we're doing this too quickly and. We're going to see a spike again back uh, in the fall. But at the end of the day, I think we have to put the trust into the medical professionals that they know what is best and what is okay and what is not okay and and just kind of let them guide us through all this. Well, and of course, we didn't even mention who our guest is this week. No, we have not. uh, And I did that intentionally, Evan. I wanted to see how long you could hold out without uh, mentioning his name, which I think has to be... exciting. Well, he is clearly your favorite guest of all time. Like, you are... You're like... You're you're with... Hang on, Evan. You You with Andy Towers is like... Five levels above Pat Gregoire's love fest with Brad Cree. Like, that's how serious this is. Oh, uh, okay. I, I would say it's on the same level, but. Oh, it's you know, way, way further. Way. Is one of the most exciting coaches to watch, right? You cannot tell me you can't watch a chaos game and sit there and just get pumped up listening to Andy on the sidelines getting these guys ready to go. Well, I, I probably can tell you that, Evan. I don't know if watching a coach gets me pumped up. Like, maybe if I was playing in the game and he was my actual coach, then yeah. But I don't know if I'd get pumped up watching. You, on the other hand, you're ready to run through three brick walls. Well, you know what? If he might get Because the thing is, if you recall the last time we had him on... The adrenaline was just going and going and going. You know, by the time we were done, we were both on such a rush. It was, it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> again, Evan, you keep lumping me in with with this uh, infatuation. Like I, I mean, I Andy's a great interview. I enjoy talking to Andy Towers, uh, but I don't know if I was like you know ready to, to strap the pads on after chatting with him. It was it was a good good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll look forward to talking to one Andy Towers, the head coach of the Chaos in the Premier Lacrosse League, and also a part-time analyst with the New England Black Wolves with uh, one eyebrowless Brendan Glash. I guess they're coming back, the eyebrows on Glash now. 
So we'll look forward to Andy Towers coming up here in about 15 minutes from now. And Well, uh, and let me ask you what your take is on this because he made the he took the gamble this week and took Jeff Teat in the draft. Yeah. And he might lose him for nothing. What's your take on it? Uh pretty simple. I think he's at the 12th pick. I think he's fully worth that risk. Whether it pans out or not, that's a that's a gamble. I'm I'm taking every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you can't pass up on Teat. No. He is he not is at 12. He's he's absolutely loaded at attack. Maybe but you know what? Who cares? Maybe Teat plays offensive mini. Who cares? Yeah. He's that good, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or you shift somebody around. Like, I mean, uh, I think you can be flexible when it comes to that. So we'll see how it plays out. We do not know about the status of Jeffrey Teat and, and what his plan is as of yet. But uh, that information will come to light sooner than later, I'm sure. As uh, Evan, we have our two final teams Ready to match up here in the greatest box lacrosse team of all time. As the votes were in and not nearly as dramatic as a week ago here for the two semifinal games. But we have our final set and they are brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Generally the May long weekend here, Evan, in BC. It kind of starts the, the start of summer. It's the it's the signal that summer's beginning. It's also the weekend when the Cloverdale Rodeo usually takes place, which is obviously a, a huge time for Stampede Tack, who is located out in Cloverdale. And I know they are missing the rodeo big time business-wise for their bottom line, but they're also missing being just being a part of the rodeo because it's a whole lot of fun. And over the last couple of years, Danny has is, is really kind of – brought me around to, to having some fun at the rodeo and that's literally what we'd be doing today if if it was going on so i know stampede's missing the rodeo so are we but they are still open 24 7 stampede.ca where shopping online is still shopping local uh it's time to get out on your bike you need some new riding gear they got that they need you need a hat for work or to protect you from the sun whatever stampede tack best place to go hat shopping as well at stampede.ca where shopping online is still shopping local. So big thanks to Stampede Tack for sponsoring uh, the podcast and this tournament now, Evan. I don't know what we're into. Eight, nine weeks, I think it's been now. We got another one coming up. Uh, we will announce the winner of who you got NLL standings next week. Evan has come on and given his word, he will get those standings updated, published, and we will announce the winner a week from today. And then we, uh, the week after that, we'll start our new tournament. But with uh, all that being said, Evan, these votes were not very close. Both 70% plus, but the Green Gales, 234 votes cast on this. They get through. They get past the Chiefs. I don't know how many kilometers uh what's his name again is gonna have to will catch yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so this guy uh comes out on twitter and says for every vote that you show me show me proof that you cast your vote for the green gales and i'll run a kilometer and i don't know what he started at it was like after 58 votes 
So do the math. Whatever 70% of 234 votes is, if these people showed him their vote, he's running a kilometer for everyone. As the Gales get past the 95 Chiefs here. Actually, when he posted that with, what, 58 votes in, I think it was actually tied. So, you know, he he definitely took one for the team there. So, but you know what? It's interesting because there's been another acceptance of another challenge in the finals with the other team coming up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, it's, and the other team coming up, let's just tell them right now, is the Saskatchewan Edmonton right there for the first time in like four years. The Saskatchewan rush with 165, 72% of the vote as they walk through this semifinal as well so the, the quarterfinal matchups were much closer but i think this final here evan has the potential to be the highest voting turnout that we've had so far and maybe this thing is going to come down. i'm not even kidding this thing could come down to a single vote here no you know it could um i mean i'll save my analysis on this for yeah who you got the final stage but yeah, I mean, both these teams have been pushing the vote for a while. Makes the a Rush difference. fans have really been pushing the vote. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, maybe it's a bit of a popularity contest, but you know what? Hey, that's what the fans told us in the end. Well, and and ultimately, Evan, the fans are what drives this podcast. So they should. They should determine the winner. And it, again, like you're right, it is a popularity contest to some regard, and it's going to be that for our next tournament as well. It's not only is it going to be team like it's going to be individually oriented so it's like king of the prom sort of thing the most popular guy is probably going to win but that's uh that's the kind of fun we're having these are the times we're living in and and i i can't wait for this next tournament coming up 64 man tournament too evan i've uh scavenged here and i think i've come up with a pretty good ballad of lacrosse fighters 64 of them i got listed yeah, I, I'm still protesting that my one is not on that list. Okay, you, you can continue that one-man protest. Uh, I could I always just ask Dan. I bet he says, no, don't even put me in it. So, uh, Anyways, so Rush and Green Gales move on to the finals. We'll talk about that and who you got in quarter four. We got uh, Andy Towers coming up. We got Quick Sticks and Under Review in quarter number three as well. We're underway here on episode 80, however, and we're going to take a quick break and come back with the head coach of the PLL Chaos, New England Brackles color analyst as well, Andy Towers, on episode 80 of Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Pure Vital Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all-natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come. Hey, this is Dan Richardson, GM of the Vancouver Warriors. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Welcome back to episode 80 of Lacrosse Classified here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Jake Elliott, Evan Schemenauer with you. And now joined by the head coach of the PLL Chaos, uh, part-time analyst with the New England Black Wolves. He is a member of the Hall of Fame for the New Canaan 
High School Hall of Fame, Brown Lacrosse Hall of Fame, Connecticut Hall of Fame, U.S. Lacrosse. It's Andy Towers back on Lacrosse Classified. Coach Towers, how are you? I'm uh, I'm above average, guys. I'm pumped to be back with you guys. <laughs> well, we're always pumped to to have you on. Uh, I always, uh, during these wild and crazy times, Andy. I tend to ask people how they're doing, how they're coping with the pandemic, and and Evan kind of tipped me off to this. Uh, you and your boy have have made up a game. You guys are doing like post game interviews. Uh, this. <laughs> This looks like a lot of fun. How did this uh, this game come about? What are we calling this thing here? Savage ball? What? Rage ball. It's called, rage ball. It's called rage ball. Okay, rage tell, ball, yeah. tell me about rage ball, the birth of rage ball, how it works, and then and then what's the the punishment, I suppose, when you win or lose? Got it. Okay, good. Yeah. So I, I have a 13 year old son and a 17 year old daughter and, uh, and my 13 year old son and I go out and we have, uh, one of those rebounders. So we've been using that intermittently, uh, since we got it about a year ago and we developed a game using the rebounder and creating a court that's essentially 10 yards wide by about 20 yards deep. And it's similar rules to volleyball where you can only get points when you score or when you serve. And it's really been, uh, it's really been a great game. It's a great game in terms of your skill set development. It's a great game as it relates to uh, managing your rage. Um, <laughs> and the winner gets to interview the loser. And as you would imagine, those interviews can be a little abrasive if you've just lost a rage ball match. The only caveat is, is that when there's a, a major tournament, so every day it's a major, a minor tournament, which okay. is two out of three games. Okay. But on holidays, so Easter, Mother's Day, and then Memorial Day, which is coming up a week from today, we play a major. And a major is three out of five. And the games are to, to 11, win by two. And it's a little exhausting. And so I've got to uh, take care of business in the first three or four games. The you, first don't, five games you don't want to go. Don't you don't want to go. You don't want to go deep into the third set, is what you're saying. Definitely not. Definitely not. He's. Uh, <laughs> but there's this he's two games whatever streak now. <laughs> I know it's not good. Listen, I don't. I don't like you guys rubbing that in, Jake. But it is what it is. Listen, I, I, I've got to get my head together. Uh, he's he's made a, a lifestyle change, which has helped him get into. The winning column, and I need to make a similar lifestyle change. I just haven't figured out exactly what that means yet, mm. but I'm hoping that I can figure it out before the major next Monday. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, let's get right into it here. Of course, the big new, the the biggest news, of course, coming out of this college draft is Jeff Teat, and you know, you pick him at number twelve. It's a gamble. You might lose him if he goes back to college. A, is it worth a gamble? And B, what's your intel tell you about his chance of the report? You know, we did a lot of due diligence on all of the guys that we were considering drafting. And, uh, you know, the, the rule that was set in place was that any senior from this past spring, of which Jeff Keith was in that group, that wasn't going to go back to college was draftable. The guys that were going back to college were not draftable. At the time of the draft, we had some intel 
that Jeff Teat going back to Cornell was not a guarantee, was not 100%. Where Harvard, Yale, and Princeton came out very, very early and said, we're not going to allow this past year's seniors to come back to school and play for the lacrosse team next spring. A few of those Ivy teams, uh, you know, were delayed in their decisions. Uh, Brown, Penn, I believe Dartmouth all had decided that their players could go back. I believe that's correct. Um, and at the time of the draft, we didn't know what the deal was with Cornell. I had heard that there was a chance that those guys were not going to be granted a fifth year. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, Jeff teach a uh, once in a generation style player with what he does. I, I, I believe that what Jeff Keith is great at, he's better at than what anybody else is great at. And his style of play, along with his respective intangibles, you're not going to find a more humble guy. Everybody that I spoke to said the same things about him. He couldn't be more team first, no ego, uh, really physically durable, mentally tough. I played against his dad, Dan, who's one of the you know all-time greats in the National Lacrosse League. And so I'm very aware of his respective strengths as a person, as a teammate, and certainly his strengths as a lacrosse player are very, very obvious. Based on the breakdown of our respective roster and the style of offense that we expect to play this year and beyond, Jeff Teat is a is a is the perfect uh, piece for what we do. And so the way I looked at it was, if Jeff Teat somehow is not available or not able to go back to Cornell, then we got the steal of the draft, essentially getting you know, the Wayne Gretzky of, of the draft, right? Yeah, like at, and, at 12, Andy, sorry, at, at, at the 12 pick, it, it literally came down to a decision like this We this gamble is at 12, we cannot pass up on this. 100%. And my feeling was I was looking at the, at the available guys in the draft, and while there were a lot of really good players, I'm not sure that there was any great players that I felt were going to be guys that were going to dress in our top 22 and ultimately would be able to make our top 25. The guys that I did draft, I feel very confidently that they were able to do that. So when I was looking at Jeff, it was, okay, do I pick somebody that I honestly don't believe is even going to make my roster or do I take a flyer on the best player in the draft or the best player that has a chance of coming out, even if that chance is slim. And it was a no brainer. Like if Jeff Keith goes back to Cornell and goes and hopefully wins a national championship for the big red, I'm pumped for him. And then I'm going to try to get him next year. And if something happens, God forbid, and that doesn't come to fruition and I get him, then, you know, I'm doing cartwheels and we're in a really, really good spot. And you, so you can play became, rage ball forever and not rage. You'll be, if you get T, you can just play rage ball and not even worry about the rage coming Andy. Yeah. Well, that's, listen, that's, that's, uh, it's true for the short term, but when you drop enough <laughs> shots in rage ball, all you want to do is, uh, 
Is speed. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you like, your crank sound garden speed. I, I'm telling you, you need to like. I don't know how we do this. Periscope, if that's still a thing, we need to Facebook Live this, Instagram TV. We need to to get Rage Ball up live streaming. I want to see. I want to watch this, especially the major. Maybe we just stream the majors, Andy, uh, of Rage Ball. I think. I think we might I, be. I, on, I love where your head's at. Yeah, I might be. I love where. Here. I love where your head's at. Listen. We could do that, you know. I, I, we, we could stream the last game of the major if we get to that point. But let's see where we're at. I'm, I'm hoping okay. to close the young, young buck out early. But if it goes on to, you know, a four or fifth game, we may have to circle back, reconnect, and and enlighten the fans with I some like live it. sports. I like it. Speaking with the head coach of the PLL Chaos, part-time analyst with New England Black Wolves, and and as nice as it was to get. Jeff Teat at 12, it throws everything kind of into the melting pot here a little bit, Andy. I'm looking at your attack lineup here that now currently consists of, and I I had to read this like three times to make sure it was actually accurate because this is ridiculous. Miles Thompson, <laughs> Connor Fields, who you called the best lacrosse player on the planet last time you were on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Dixon, he's pretty good. I've heard of him before. Josh Byrne, <laughs> Austin Stott. So there's two number one picks in the NLL in the last couple of years. Austin Stott's coming back off uh, an injury, but one of the most prolific goal scorers you're ever going to find. Fracario, Matt Gaudette, and then, oh, yeah, Jeff Teat as well. What do you do with all these guys if, if you have them all in your state? But, like, you can't put them all in the field at the same time, can you? No, well, you can't. There's only one ball. But the good news is that these guys are as team first and as championship focused, uh, you know, as 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 you as you need them to be. And, and listen, I'm with you. I, I look at it all the time, and I can't believe the players on my roster. You know, you look at at least the first five attackmen on our team in Curtis Dixon, Miles Thompson. Connor Fields, Josh Byrne, Austin Stacks, you know, with the style of player that we have on our offensive end of the field, we are going to be running an offense that is totally unique relative to the other offenses that are being run across the PLL. I would be foolish to not have this many super talented unbelievably skilled players on my team and not run an offense that accentuates their respective abilities. Last year, down the stretch of the season, I didn't do a great job of evolving schematically with the roster that we had available to us. We had some really tough injuries in Josh Byrne and Damer Glass, two lefties, and we didn't have Austin Stats in the lineup. We didn't have Curtis Dixon available to us. Uh, you know, and, and, and we took a little bit of a hit in having two of our top offensive players, two lefties, two extra man players, not available. And I didn't do a great job of, of creating scheme that supported these guys down the stretch of the season. And as a result, we peaked at the wrong time and didn't finish the way that we had wanted to finish. That's on me. That's my fault. And so 
fortunately for everybody that's a chaos fan and for the coaches and the players in chaos, we were able to get uh, a confirmation that both Curtis Dixon and Austin Stats are going to be able to play this. Wow. And then you bring those guys in with Miles and Josh Byrne and Connor Fields, and then you put the midfielders that we have out there that are all capable of breaking down not only short sticks for goals, but in my opinion, long poles for goals. And we're really looking at the opportunity to create a hybrid offense that has a lot of box across feel to it, as well as, uh, you know, some elements of, you know, your traditional American offense. And I felt that last year we played a little bit too much of an American styled offense. And I think it didn't fully utilize the extreme uh, skill set that we had with the guys on the team. And now when you add both Curtis and Austin stats to the lineup, as well as Sergio Saucedo up top, uh, in addition to the guys coming back. And I, I really like, yeah, you know, what yeah. we're, what we're going to be able to do. So yeah. I'm excited. I, I, just, I, I mean, 17 has got to be on the table almost every game at this stage. <laughs> it's, it, 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 Hopefully I don't screw it up, right? I mean, like, you know, I, I just feel like the biggest thing with these guys is giving them scheme where they feel supported, not at all micromanaged, and then being able to, uh, you know, to turn them loose. And, and, and if we're able to do that and we can stay healthy, I like our chances against any team assembled anywhere in the solar system. <laughs> Yes, in the solar system, indeed. Yeah. As we speak with Andy Towers here, and and a lot to to get to with you, Andy, and and we could probably go an hour with you. Um, I want to I want to get your feelings, your your thought, your take on PLL Island, which is just a couple of months away. Paul Rabel and company, very forward thinking, going to be one of the first pro leagues to make a return. A lot of precautions in place, of course, but. With something new and, and something a little risky, how, how do you feel? Are you excited about this? Are you a little trepidatious? How are you feeling about PLL Island in a couple of months? This, it looks cool. You know but I, it... I, yeah, I have zero trepidation. Um, I, I've been doing cartwheels as, as well as our staff and our players, and I know that the teams in you know, the rest of the league feel the same way. I applaud Paul Rabel, Mike Rabel, our investors, Seth Tierney, uh, Rob Sanzello, the league council, these guys have worked tirelessly to give the fans of the sport of lacrosse an opportunity to see live professional sports this summer. And while there are a lot of boxes that have to be checked for this to go off cleanly, these guys are way out in front of it. They are, uh, you know, not only real smart guys themselves, they've also also put together um, committees that are experts, you know, and how to, how to manage all the factors going into this. And I'm extraordinarily confident that they're going to be able to pull it off and they're going to be able to pull it off. And in the process of doing so, they're going to be able to, uh, you know, expose the cross to some sports fans that maybe haven't seen, uh, it before or very much of it before at the highest level and the hope and, and what we anticipate is that we're going to cement a fan base of people that weren't fans before and it's something that's going to I think launch 
the sport into uh, additional popularity. So we're, we're, we're really, really excited about it. I can't wait to get my team back together again. You know, we didn't like the way that the season ended last year. If it goes off, which we feel very confidently that it will, we've got a great opportunity ahead of us to, to rectify that feeling. We intend to do so. Now I got to go back to the, the entry draft. And of course you, I think you got to steal at 14 with Jason Noble in the midfield, but the one that's a bit mind boggling is Dylan Ward in that, you know, you told us last year, you've got the greatest goaltender in the world in blaze Reardon and you go and pick who's the second best goaltender in the world in Dylan Ward. hundred percent. You know, a, What's the thought process? And uh, hopefully you're in on the joke in this, but B, when are you going to trade Dylan Ward? <laughs> uh, first off, I would say I agree with you 100% that our pick at 14 and Jason Noble was an absolute steal. You know, to be able to get a Canadian world team player, defenseman, lefty, as tough as you need him to be, has all the intangibles, a great teammate, you know, at, at, at 14 in the two-round draft, is really unheard of. So we feel ecstatic to be able to add him to our roster. Uh, and then the second question, as it relates to Dylan Ward, you know, Charlie Cipriano, who was our backup goalie last year, got picked up by the Water Dogs in the expansion draft. We expected that. Charlie's a great person, great goalie, and had a background with uh, Coach Copeland. And so we anticipated that happening. So when I'm looking at the draft, when it comes out, and we're seventh, in a seven round, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a two round draft, we're the 17th and it's not a snake draft, meaning we got seven and 14, not seven. And then eight, my goal was to simply see if I could manage the draft in a way that it would allow me to draft guys that were going to be game day players for us. At that point, when that draft was happening, we were still under the impression that the season was going to go off with a regular schedule uh, using the tour-based model where we were going around city to city. The league also let us know that we were only going to be dressing 18 this year where we dressed 20 last season. So seeing that Charlie Cipriano got picked up by the Water Dogs, the opportunity to pick up what I would consider, you know, maybe the second best goalie in the world or one B, however you want to really look at it, which was a guy that we were going to dress every single game. He's a proven winner at the highest level at the world games level from team Canada, where he's seen better shooters with more regularity than any goalie on the planet and has proven that he is not only more than capable of handling that he's capable of dominating that. You factor in that he's, you know, six foot five or whatever he is, and he's lefty, he gives us a totally different look than Blaze Reardon. It's an absolute no brainer for us. I called up Blaze in advance. I said, listen, I said, I'm thinking long and hard about getting Dylan Ward if he's available. And, and, uh, and, and Blaze said, absolutely, 100% take him. Uh, got a great relationship with him. Couldn't be a bigger fan of him as a guy, couldn't be a bigger fan of his game. And quite frankly, as you just said so eloquently on the front end of the question, you know, we've got the two best goalies on the planet on our team. So why, uh, you know, why would I not go after him in that instance? We needed a backup goalie, but we also, <laughs> you know, got a guy that for all intents and purposes, 
you know, could be starting for any other team at the planet. With that said, as great as he is, Blaze Reardon proved he's the best goalie on the planet based on the way that he played last summer, and he is our starter going into this season. And if you need him at attack, uh, you can – no, there's no no space at attack for Blaze Reardon. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, one thing that's interesting about the chaos is just the sheer number of box lacrosse players you guys have in your lineup – and yep. a lot of the other teams are looking for this college pedigree, this massive field experience. Here you've got a bunch of guys who, for the most part, are box players first, field players second. You know, and yep. you, I mean, even got a guy like Connor Fields who didn't have a box resume, who, but let's be honest, has had one amazing rookie season this past year. Yep. What is it about box players that is so attractive to you? It's easy. You know, they have NHL mentality where – they take all the blame themselves for things that don't go right, and they deflect the credit to their teammates for all the things that go well. That is the fabric that brings teams together better than anything else out there. That's number one. So from an intangible point of view, meaning the things that they decide about themselves that they you know, want others to see and say about them, the intangibles of the indoor guys, the box guys, are everything that you want to keep a tight locker room unified. So that's that's number one. Number two, these guys are so conditioned to getting cross-checked, uh, beaten up, and it's still expected to handle the ball and go through read progressions and make good passes and catch and finish. And, and the finishing in, in, in indoors is so much harder than it is in outdoor. There's just such a smaller place to shoot to, and you're trying to beat a goalie that's uh, padded up in a way that the outdoor goalies are not. And so just innately, they finish better. They finish with more consistency, with a higher percentage. They've got great intangibles. They're used to getting beaten up physically. You know, they're used to playing faster, in my opinion. You know, doing the color for the New England Black Wolves this uh, this past winter with my boy Brendan Glasheen, I was able to gain a live appreciation for just how unbelievably skilled these guys are. And while I played the box game for five years after I got out of college, and was probably the biggest bust in the history of the NLL as a player. <laughs> I hadn't seen a game live in a long time. And so to be able to go back and watch these guys play live gave me a real up-close appreciation, an up-to-date appreciation for just how super talented they are. And so all that did was uh, you know, reaffirm my conviction that – I want as many of those style of players on my roster as possible, um, you know, because they are just team first. They're as tough as you need them to be. Fair They're enough. super talented. You can't replicate what they can do in practice. Um, and I think that it gives us an edge over the rest of the league. Uh, all things considered. Yeah, I no doubt about it. And I, and I would take it a step further, Andy, and say that the PLL is a very fast version of field lacrosse. And I think a lot of box skills translate very well to the PLL because of the speed and the tempo 
of the game. And I was going to ask you about uh, your boy, Brandon Glasheen, and getting to call some Blackwell's games this year for the National Lacrosse League. And, and that sounded like it was a whole lot of fun. And, and Evan mentioned it to me at the top. I didn't realize you were a Blazer, you were a New York Saint, and even a Philly wing uh, in your in your five years in the NLL. What do you, what do you remember? We'll, we'll talk about uh, your analyst uh, role maybe another time. But tell me what you remember from your days in the National Lacrosse League and, and playing in those games. Well, you know, for me, I, I played in the early part of the or the end of the MILL, uh, the major indoor lacrosse league, and into the early part of the NLL. And, you know, what I remember distinctly was, number one, how hard it was to score on the goalies. As an outdoor player that uh, scored a lot of goals, you know, I was somebody that was a really good dodger in the field game but a very average shooter. I didn't have an appreciation for deception. I understood faking, but I didn't understand deception. Uh, you know, where faking is with your stick and deception is with your body language. I didn't have an adequate appreciation for that. And if you don't shoot with deception indoor uh, in the box game, you're just not going to score very much. It's just, it's just that simple. Um, and that became very, very clear right away to me was I just, I felt like I could have been the only guy on the, on the floor one-on-one -on -one with the goalie and have all the time in the world. I still don't feel like I could have scored 50%. Oh, I actually feel like I'd have a better chance of scoring now at 51, understanding, you know, the aspect of shooting so much better than I would have. You know, at, at 24, 25 when I, when I played. Well, and you're probably shooting um, against uh, Elliot and O'Neill and maybe even a Sal Acasio back in those days, Andy. So those, those, aren't, those aren't easy goaltenders to score goals against at the best of times. No, so. those, 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 those were our goal. You know, when I played for Boston, it was Marty. And when we played for Philly, it was Dallas. And when I played for New York, it was Sal. Well, there exactly you go. right. Three for um, three. That's it. You right. nailed it. All right, man. Well, uh, I think you nailed it in, in both the entry and uh, the draft there, get, getting those guys in Noble and Teat. And uh, I, I really enjoyed listening to your commentary when you were calling NLL games as well. You're always a pleasure to talk to here on Lacrosse Classified. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, best of luck on PLL Island in a couple of months, man. Hey, listen, I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Always a pleasure. I love your edge. I love what you guys do for the sport, and uh, and and then pump to come on anytime. All so right, let's uh, let's stay in touch and uh, keep doing what you're doing. You okay. guys are dominating. Good luck in in rage. Right. Good luck in rage ball. And, and Evan is now gonna <laughs> gonna go run through a brick wall for you. Just so you know. <laughs> good. All right. Good. 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 All right, All Andy right. Towers. We'll talk soon. All Good right. to see you. Take Thanks, care, guys. That was Andy Towers, head coach of the PLL Chaos, signed a two-year extension back there in December and um, got a chance to call some NLL games as well there in the den in New England with Brendan Glasheen, which was also a, a treat to listen to. Well, the one thing I like about Chaos, and he mentioned this, is just the pace of the game that they play. If you're a fan of the box game, you watch the PLL when you watch the Chaos play, you're going to love the style of game they play. So I suggest you check it out. Yeah, we don't uh, talk a ton of field lacrosse on this podcast, but with so many Canadian players on the Chaos roster, Andy being an analyst for the NLL as well, and I know he's a big fan of box lacrosse, and I thought that was a nice little 
traverse from the outdoor to the indoor game there with one Andy Towers. Uh, always a great conversation. It was a long one, Evan. We need to get to break, get to quarter three, quick sticks, and we go under review next here on episode 80 of Lax Class on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is TVL athlete Zach Courier of Team Canada Lacrosse, the Calgary Roughnecks, and Peterborough Lakers. You're listening to Lax Class. Welcome back to Lax Class. Jake Elliott, Evan Sheminar, episode 80. Thanks for joining us here on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. And thanks to Associated Labels and Packaging for their continued support of the podcast here. And they're always updating their website with the latest information uh, last update coming out on the 13th, talking about different types of packaging now with COVID-19 going on. They have interactive packaging, active packaging, intelligent packaging. Check it all out at AssociatedLP.com, AssociatedLP for their Instagram and Twitter. They are always pushing out the content and letting you know the latest about what's happening with the best company when it comes to labels and packaging on the planet. And speaking of the planet, they always have the planet in mind when it comes to their labels and packages. As quarter number three gets underway here, Evan, we bring you quick sticks and we go under review. It's time for Under Review, presented by G. Wilson Construction. Each week, Jake and Evan answer a listener's question or break down an unusual call that happened in a game. The challenge flag has been thrown, so now it's time to take the matter under review. Under Review, G. Wilson Construction. Proud sponsors of the podcast as well. They have... An award-winning firm with a single focus, and that's building fine custom homes. Don't forget, upload your resume at gwilsonconstruction.com and maybe start your career in the construction business with our friends at G. Wilson Construction as we go under review and a bit of a fun one this week, Evan. We don't want to spend a whole lot of time on under review. i got a bunch of quick sticks this week for some reason. Uh, so let's go under review here. Quick one, and, and the question kind of coming up with uh, Drew Brees telling the world via Twitter that if he had to pick one sport for his kids to play, he would pick lacrosse. It's the sport of the future. And Drew Brees, the most prolific passer in NFL history, Evan, leads us down the path of if you had to pick one professional athlete to take up the sport of lacrosse, who would it be? Now, I take a bit of a different approach to this one. Oh, shocking, that, Evan. Shocking okay, that you would do something it, like that. Okay, no, but what I, my thought process is is that if you're going to take a professional sports athlete and throw him into lacrosse, how many eyes are watching that guy? And how many guys are going to watch the game of lacrosse for the first time? So the first couple of names that popped in my head were Lino Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo, and then the name really popped in as to who I would want, and that's Lewis Hamilton. 
the F1 driver. This guy is cocky as hell. He's got a swagger. And you know what? If you're on the lacrosse field, you can you can be that way, but you got to back it up, right? And to see that kind of swagger on the lacrosse field, not only that, but with the number of eyes around the world that would be watching him, that's the guy I'd like to see. Lacrosse floor, Evan. Box lacrosse is a floor. Uh, field is outdoor lacrosse. Lewis Hamilton. Man, that is uh, off the board there. I, I'd i like to see like uh, a Giannis Anadokupo pick up a stick and just tower over everybody and dominate or LeBron James, something like that. Like, I think, I think LeBron could literally be a professional athlete in whatever sport he wanted to be a professional athlete. And I think he's that talented for me. I'm going to go with the guy kind of near my neck of the woods here in one Russell Wilson. I think this guy with the vision, the quicks, the lateral movement, and how intelligent he is, how he would see the floor, the game would slow down for him, and then he could break you down if he needed to go one-on-one against you as well. I think Russell Wilson would be a ton of fun to watch play the sport of lacrosse. Oh, there's a, there's a whole bunch of things you could throw out there. Gronk and the, the one that comes to mind, although he's kind of tried it a bit, I know. He's been to a practice or something yeah. like that. Before. And then, like a hockey guy, like I like a, like a Drew Doughty, I think. Like I mean, he likes to talk out on the ice, and and I think he's just kind of got that mm-hmm. lacrosse. I mean, there's so many hockey guys because of the the overlap. But I they think. played lacrosse. Before yeah. A lot. So I, I kind of stayed away from hockey in that regard, but uh, ton of hockey guys I would probably pick as well. But I thought that was a bit of a nice, lighthearted, quick kind of under review this week. So uh, there you go. Tell us who you think you would like to see as a professional athlete via lax class on twitter peep the new logo by the way we'll talk about that right now here in quick sticks i gotta get a shout in right off the top here to one miss colleen grimes who uh designed the new lacrosse classified logo colleen grimes creative Uh, she's also started up her new company as well evan you should check her out via social media, but I wanted to give a, a big, massive thank you to her for all her efforts. Uh, people seem to like it so far. Check it out at Lax Class or Lacrosse Classified on the old Instagram. Yeah, it's it's simple. It's something that people realize quick, and that's really the kind of the key to market this thing. But, I mean, Colleen is one of the best at what she does. So, you know, you, you never expect – you always expect something great from Collie, and she nailed it out of the park again. Yeah, and speaking of that, make sure your sale still going on. Maybe not by the time you hear this, but uh, great deals to be had nonetheless at the Lacrosse Flash team store as well. Peep the link in the – in the bio and on the website, lacrosseflash.com as well. The link to the team store will be there. Tons of great items. And we're going to get some lacrosse classified swag up on the website in short order as well. And uh, I will probably, I'm not going to lie, I'm probably going to be the first guy to buy some of that. Actually, I was on there this weekend. Um, now, this is just me being an idiot, but... Of course, I had to go buy the Smoke and Patty T-shirt because I've been bugging Tyson to get that on the website for a year now. So now he's got it up there. I got to get it finally. I got to get it. And my kids were begging me for trade ward shirts, so I <laughs> got them a couple trade ward shirts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some good, good stuff on there. Good Victoria boy got the Oh My Goodness T-shirt on there as well. Hoodies, hats, you name it. Check it out, Lacrosse 
Cash.com, team store right there. Savage Lacrosse uh, helping out as well. What else do I got here for quick sticks, Evan? Uh, got a DM from my man Tyrell Hamer Jackson. Uh, he's come out with a new invention. It's not quite hit the market yet, but he's going to send me one to try out. And it's the Hamer. Well, his I think it's Hammer because everybody calls him Hammer Jackson, even though his name is actually Hammer Jackson. But he's come out with this new grip. He's a face-off specialist. This thing looked pretty cool. He, he showed me a little video of it. You kind of wrap it around the shaft of your lacrosse stick up by the head of the stick, and then you kind of pull on this string. And face-off guys, like goalies, like that kind of extra thicker, fatter grip around the top of their head for clamping. And this thing just kind of yanks off all in one motion. All of a sudden, you got a big foamy grip on the top of your head. It's pretty cool. So I'm gonna he's going to send me one. I'm going to try that. I don't. I don't take face-offs, but I said I'd give him, a, give him a plug on the podcast if he sends me one. So there you go. Look for that coming to, to stores or online soon. Educop, Evan, did you see this through the NLL? Uh, other professional leagues getting involved with this as well. Kindergarten through grade 12. Kind of helping out with kids right now who are obviously out of school and need to fill their time in the NLL getting on board with Major League Soccer, the NFL, uh, NHL in on this as well. Edge of Cup, this looks pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, you were talking a couple of weeks ago how you're having a hard time homeschooling. Oh, my well, There you go. Everfly, Edge Cup, and, and yeah, I'm totally signing my kid up for this. I, man, uh, I... I need to to find ways to fill time. Uh, get her off that iPad, Evan. Man, kids today, like, I, I don't get me started. Don't get me started. Lacrosse Summit is coming up, Evan. I think this thing starts this week, if I'm not mistaken. I signed up for a bunch of uh, webinars. Have you signed up for the Lacrosse Summit yet, the LAC Summit? I, I'm working... 12-hour days already at the network this week. That's not going to (laughs) happen. All right. Well, I'm sure it'll all be available online, but uh, space still available for this, and and tons of guys, Rob Williams, Kurt Malowski, Christian DelBianco, a bunch of of NLLers are going to put Nick Rose in on that as well, and tons of information, and it's all free of charge. Sign up. I put it on my Twitter feed, Lax Summit. That gets going this week. I also put out there on Instagram, uh, give us your guest suggestions. You got ideas for going under review as well. Hop in those DMs. Don't be shy. And and we had a couple. And, and one suggestion was to get more referees onto the program, Evan. I think Todd LeBranch went off pretty well. And now people want to hear from more referees. We're going to do that. Sure. I mean, you're talking to a guy that's refereed other sports for decades. So, you know, getting into the head of a referee and seeing where they're at, you know, there's a number of guys we could talk to. Unfortunately, we, you know, we'll keep the limitation here that we cannot talk about controversial calls or anything like that, mm. but we can get you into the life of a referee. No, problem. I think Ian Garrison might be our next uh, target as far as officials go. He did that huddle up with Devin. I thought that came off pretty well, and he's a pretty personable guy, so maybe we'll try and line up Ian Garrison here in the coming weeks. As we roll along on Lax Class, terrible news coming, well, from up in the Okanagan here in British Columbia, Evan. I know they're over the province of Saskatoon just a few days ago because I saw Ryan Flaherty. By the way, Rush Hour coming out this week as well. Jeff Shatler, Evan Kirk will be my guest on the Rush Hour podcast. Look for that coming out later this week as well. But uh, just a tragic 
Piece of news here, and Jen McDougall, one of the Canadian snowbirds in a in a plane crash up there in Kamloops, both pilots ejecting from the plane, one surviving and one not, and uh, unfortunately, the snowbirds lose one of their own in, in Captain Jen McDougall, which is very sad. Yeah, I mean, we got a close tie to them here because they are actually based out of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, right? So um, it's, a, it's a program very dear to our heart in Saskatchewan. Yeah, and, and more, I mean, it's they kind of ran down the I don't want to get off here, but they ran down the list of, of crashes and fatalities that the Snowbirds have had over the last 10, 15 years, and kind of makes you wonder a little bit why why they're still doing this with the amount of accidents and fatalities they've had. But anyways. Um, but it's, why does a guy race an F1 car? Same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess, I guess. I guess. I don't know if that's a good comparison. CLA update, Evan. May 15th uh, meeting going down and news coming out of that. Guess what? They're going to wait until the end of May now before they make another decision. So they essentially just push it another two weeks in hopes of potentially getting some semblance of a season in. And we're looking to get Sean Williams, the president of the CLA, onto the program once they make a decision. Um, kind of difficult to have, to have a, much of a conversation when yeah, things are still up in the air. But, not going to tell yeah. us much until we know. So another two weeks, um, I still say for Canadian summer lacrosse, the seniors and juniors anyway, I think you're looking at a July 1st drop dead date of a start date and how they execute that, I'm not so sure. But you got to imagine they have plans in place for different types of scenarios depending on what they get a green light for if they do. So I think we're getting closer, Evan. I just I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it is the the end result there. Lastly, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you have found us, which is fantastic. I have gotten a ton of messages, texts, emails, calls, DMs, you name it, over the last week about our transition from lacrosse all-stars to lacrosse flash and and listen when you do something like this it's not a seamless thing like it takes time it takes a little patience it takes a little fortitude and we're in the process i know a few of the the feeds have been set up we're still kind of waiting on a couple of more so it's all going to happen i just want to take this opportunity for for myself and you evan to say how much we appreciate your loyalty your listenership your patience through this transition and it's going to get set up properly hopefully by the time that this airs it might not but the the last thing i want to mention is that we would really love it if you just resubscribe to the program so that that's something you're going to have to do if you want it delivered straight to your phone again. We're going to have those links up and posted. Just search Lacrosse Classified, and you should see the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network and Lacrosse Classified pop up wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if it's not popping up, it will soon. So keep checking back, and then once it's there, just hit resubscribe or hit subscribe, and you're done. And uh, we're off and running moving forward here on Lax Class. Yeah, that's the key is that we, we were unable to allow, bring our previous subscriptions over to the new format. So just take a look. Find your on any of the major podcast systems. Hit subscribe. You're going to get a pop to your phone. You won't have to do it again for a long time. So I know it's up on Spotify now. I know it's up on Google Play. We're waiting for Apple to verify it, which I don't see there being an issue. They probably just backlog. I don't know how long it takes. I wouldn't think more than a day or two, but... 
you never know. Um, so just uh, hang in there, be patient, and again, we we thank you for your continued support here on the podcast and, and sticking with us. So uh, the fact that that many people have messaged me over the last few days to ask what's going on is it's a good sign that that people care and and that people are listening. So I don't have a problem responding to every single one of those messages if I have to. So that's what's happening right now, and I just wanted to get that in. At the end of Quick Sticks, I think that's it for quarter three, Evan. We're going to have a short quarter four here because we only have one game to talk about, but it's a big game. It's the final of who you got on the other side as episode 80 rolls on here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers Arena sounds like this. Jones shoots and he scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones. Nothing's monotone. Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're going to have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores! Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com slash tickets today. Hey, this is Josh Byrne of the Buffalo Band and Chaos Lacrosse Club. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified. Welcome back. No more breaks here on the podcast. You just heard from our good friends at the Vancouver Warriors. VancouverWarriors.com. Hashtag nothing's offside. I don't know what Biz Nasty's up to right now. Uh in his ambassador role with the Warriors. But I can tell you, uh, they're still putting out the content as well. They got outside-the-box uh, episodes with Brandon Astle. He's talked to Mitch Jones, uh, Tyler Codron. I think Riley Lowen might be the, the latest outside-the-box guest there with, with Brandon. They got uh, the Warrior of the Week, of course, and... For all your information, NLL Warriors, Twitter and Instagram, at NLL Warriors or VancouverWarriors.com. And the phone number, of course, as well, 604-899-4625. Make sure you're checking them out, VancouverWarriors.com. And keep in mind, what you can do is, if you're interested in season tickets, you can go onto their website, you can sign up there. And they will contact you as soon as the season ticket packs are ready to go. There you go. Good point, Evan. Thanks for bringing that up, of course, as well. And I would imagine new season ticket pricing going to be coming out in pretty short order there over at Rogers Arena. Okay. Who you got? It's time for who you got. Evan, who you got? Jake, who you got? 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 Brought to you by Stampede Tack in Western Wear. Don't forget, shopping online is still shopping local. Stampede.ca. Summer riding season is here, Evan. Sun's starting to come out. You need some hats to protect you from the sun. You need any work wear as you get back to work here. Uh, all available from our good friends at Stampede Tack in Western Wear. Stampede.ca. As uh, promo code has now officially expired, we may have to look into extending that or getting a new one here uh, in the coming weeks. And don't forget, prize pack will be awarded next week here right on Lax Class. Somebody's getting some Blundstones from Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Oh, I love my Blundstones. So I love uh, mine, too. Love they, you. like, I honestly... When I first got them, I was a little... I was like, eh, I don't know. But now, like, I can't wait to put them on. 
and they get more comfortable the more you wear yeah, I had to go and try and work the uh, insoles a bit to try and make it fit right. But now that I got it down, it's beautiful. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, one final game to go here. And I don't know if it was predictable it would come down to this seven. Maybe it was. But the seven-time Minto Cup champion, the 1960s Green Gales here, the only junior team to make it into the tournament. And we thought... When you win seven Mintos in a row, you probably deserve to be in the greatest box across team tournament of all time. So the Green Gales got in because of that. The only junior team to get in will take on the NLL 2016 NLL champion Saskatchewan Rush, who sported the best defense maybe of all time on any team anywhere. Derek Keenan, the head coach, Matthews, Church, McIntosh and company. Rush against the Green Gales for the title, Evan. Who you got? Let's break this down real quick. And there's some absolutely amazing players that came out of this Green Gales program. Gaylord Powell being one of them, right? So I got to respect that. But here's the thing. We're talking about teenagers, guys in their early 20s, trying to play against Kyle Rubish and Ryan Dillon. That clearly has not mattered up until this point, though, Evan. Okay, uh, right. But if this game actually does happen, I hate to say it, the Rush win by double digits. This game is easy. It's the Rush. You're taking the Rush. I'm taking the Rush. And we'll see who the fans take here. This is going to come down to Green Gales fans, Durham region, Whitby, Brooklyn, all of it going up against Rush Nation. Via Twitter, on the poll, at Lax Class, that's where you vote. This is for the championship here, Rush and Green Gales for the whole enchilada, Evan. We're both taking the Rush Let's see who the fans take well, via Twitter. And now let's reveal this, that there is already an offer on the table. This is Travis Peel on the penalty box agitator at oh, Rush Games. I haven't heard this. Has, has put out the offer that he will drink an original 16 for every single vote <laughs> the Rush gets. Now, Great Western better take a pallet of beer. Now, let's put it this way. If you know Travis... You don't have to convince him to drink beer. No, no. But he's looking for reasons to, to drink beer. Get, right, but if you're if if we're gonna make him pay, let's make him pay. Like let's make this four or five hundred beers. He's got to get down. <laughs> wow, I had not heard this. I'm sure Will will keep up his end of the bed. He'll run a con- so Pilon is drinking beer. Will is running kilometers for votes here. We'll see who comes out on top. We'll look forward to that. Twitter. Evan will post up the vote on Twitter and uh, encourage your friends, encourage the teams to start voting here and uh, somebody's going to be crowned a champion about a week from now. Exciting! Yeah, and then we get on to the next bracket, which that one's going to be harder for me because 
I haven't seen, I bet you, half of those guys, so I'm going to have to go get video to see mm. what their fights are Yeah, well, like. I mean, I haven't seen video of some of the guys either. We're going way back as far as some of our, our tougher competition goes, but, uh, you know, I tried to, again, I tried to get some new school, a couple of middleweights in there as well that, that handle their own, some guys from my era, some guys from earlier on than my era, uh, lots of current guys as well, so... This is going to be interesting. I, I'm going to have to figure out how to kind of slot them all in into the brackets. And, and I don't know if I just go down the list or not. But, like, literally, I like I texted Andy Ogilvy and I said, get, give me your top five fighters that you've ever gone up against. And he did that. And I asked a couple other guys, uh, who who are some of the tougher guys that you had to fight? And so that's kind of how I, I made the field. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've gotten up close and personal with a few of them myself. So <laughs> I figure, why not chuck my name? into the hat, I'm going to probably have a, a give myself a tough first round matchup so I get knocked out early and, and uh, just say... Well, let's just say, just don't give yourself the number one seed. No, no. Right. I'm going 16 seed. I'm a 16 seed going up against the number one. I'm going to pick somebody super popular that's just going to knock me out in the first round and we'll be done with it. So anyways, we'll look forward to that. I don't know if we're going to start that next week or maybe we do start that next week, Evan. I think we announce the winner and then, we, and then we'll start the, the new tournament. Why not? We got we got nothing else to do. Okay, so well, except I got to actually watch video before Monday, oh, which is yeah. really tough. <laughs> go on YouTube. You got nothing better to do. It uh, go down the rabbit okay, hole. Yeah, no, okay. I, I do have. I do that on the. Work. I do that all the time. I just get on YouTube and just start watching fights, and next thing I know, it's like two hours later. Okay, uh, I think we're done here on episode eighty. You got anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Big thanks to Andy Towers from coming on the program. Big thanks to Stampede Tack, the Vancouver Warriors, Associated Labels and Packaging, G. Wilson Construction. Don't forget to use the promo code Lacrosse Classified 20 to get 20% off of any non-discounted product with Pure Vital Labs, who continue to sign new pro athletes as well on a weekly basis. I saw a new beach volleyball player signed just the other day at PVL. So they're doing good work there. Lacrosse Classified 20. You need those supplements. Keep yourself in game-ready shape for when COVID-19 comes to a close. You'll be ready to go with PVL. All right, I think that... Don't forget, resubscribe to the podcast, people. Hit that subscribe button. Lacrosse Flash, Lacrosse Classified, and you're done like dinner, as are we. We're out of here. For Evan Scheminauer, I've been Jay Kelly, and for the fastest game on two feet and... For the creator, stay safe and stay healthy, everybody.